This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Renette Marburg from Cape Pulpit on 729 AM. This is the program that we, we give you hope, guidance, wisdom, and knowledge when real life happens in the family. And we often discuss very relevant and often unspoken issues that happen in the family in true love and absolutely here for you to understand that we are a family program and we're really just here to encourage you. So I have Audrey Ulefi uh, in the studio with me this afternoon. She's an author, a pastor, and she's written this amazing book called Worry Woman, but she's going to share a little bit of that a little bit later. Um, but I just want to welcome you, uh, Audrey. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Hi, Renette. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm quite excited. Amen. Amen. And our topic this afternoon is really, honestly, we're just here to encourage you. We are women that have been through a lot. Women are broken, have been disappointed, betrayed, hurt. And we are here to really encourage you. And Audrey's going to really minister to you this afternoon. So be inspectant. We're going to quickly take a break and listen to a beautiful track, and then we'll join you straight after this. Good afternoon, family and friends, and just really thank you so much for joining us and staying tuned with us this afternoon. We just want to be here as an encouragement with for you. We are really celebrating women uh, in this uh, this month of August, and we have Audrey Willifield in the studio with us, and she's just going to really go and minister and encourage us as women in this season that we are in. And we have been through so much as women, and women are tired, and we are <laughs> really exhausted and so and exasperated because there's so much expected, expected from us as women. So, Audrey, I just want you to let – I know you've written this beautiful book, Worry Woman, but you're going to share a little bit of that later on. Um, and I just want you to minister to us this afternoon and we're just going to be quiet and listen as you go. Thanks Renette. I think the first thing I want to do is to share a scripture with you and it's Jeremiah 23 24 and this is very relevant on what I'm going to share with you which is the book of Jonah. I love Jonah. It's can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him declares the Lord. Do I not fill the heaven and the earth, declares the Lord. Well, Jonah didn't know that. <laughs> so <laughs> I love Jonah, and I think when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God if I can see the video of Jonah. I <laughs> yes. find him so cute, and he's so normal, and I can relate. He's relatable. So the word of the Lord came to Jonah one day, and he said to Jonah, I want you to go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it. I've seen its wickedness. I'm not happy. So you'd think that Jonah would be all excited. He's going on a mission trip, his first mission trip. I'm going to phone a friend, take a selfie, put it on Facebook. <laughs> no. What Jonah does is he packs his bag, take bag takes an extra pair of sandals, and runs away from the Lord, which is why that scripture mm. means so much. And off he goes to Toshish. So he heads for the port of Joppa, finds a boat, 
gets on the boat and he actually tells the sailors he's running away from the Lord. But it didn't really compute with them because they don't know who the Lord is. They were serving all sorts of foreign gods. And as soon as Jonah got on the boat, God sent a massive wind which caused a storm and it threatened to damage the boat. And the sailors were getting frantic and crying out to their gods to help them and nothing was changing. So they started throwing cargo overboard and eventually went down below and lo and behold, there's Jonah sleeping, which is not surprising because he must have realized that this is all he's doing. So they said to him, how can you be sleeping? We're going to drown. Call on your God. Maybe he can help us. And then one of the sailors said, let's cast lots and see on who it falls. Now we know that God is involved with that lot throwing. And the minute they threw the lots, it landed on Jonah. And they said to him, tell us who's responsible for this. Who are you? Where do you come from? And Jonah said, I'm a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the earth. And immediately the sailors were really very frightened. They didn't know what was going on. And they said, but what must we do? And Jonah said, I think you should throw me overboard. That's all that's going to help. And the sailors said, well, we don't really want to throw him overboard. Shame. And so they tried to row against the, the wind, but it wasn't working. God just made it worse and worse until eventually they prayed to the Lord they didn't know and said, forgive us for the blood of this man, but we're throwing him overboard now, which they did. And the minute Jonah hit the sea, everything stopped. The sea went calm. And of course, the sailors were very fretful then because then they realized this Lord is real. And they even made vows and sacrifices to a God they didn't know. And there's Jonah in the sea. Everything's calm. And I can actually see him just sinking down to the mm. bottom. I mean, his life is over. And ladies, I just want to tell you that I do a lot of counseling. And lately I've just found that there are many women that are struggling. they either in the throes of a divorce or they've lost their jobs, they're financially in trouble, they've had car accidents, um, the lady down the road is bad-mouthing them, their family member has gotten sick and is in hospital. There's just trauma and trials and testings all around us. But the good news is every Christian goes through trials, even Jesus. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit ushered Jesus into the wilderness to be tested 40 days and then in the power of the Holy Spirit moved out of the wilderness and into his ministry. So we need to realize from the start that God is not going to abandon you in any way. 1 Peter 4 verse 1 says that just as Christ suffered for us in the flesh, Arm yourself likewise. So be like-minded, for he who suffered in the flesh ceases to sin. So if you hear the words arm yourself, you know you're going into some sort of battle, and it's with the enemy. So you need to be prepared, and it normally comes in three parts. We have a promise of some kind that we need to find in the Bible, or someone has given us, or we have a prophecy 
And then from the promise, it goes into the preparation. That is basically the testing part, the part where you are going to be honed, and then the promotion part where you go into your ministry. And I just want to tell you, ladies, that God is really more interested in your character at this stage than your comfort. Mm. So God hasn't shelved you. If it feels like you alone in this, because it does, it gets very lonely. lonely. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't shelved you or forgotten you. God says that can a mother forget her own child? Never. But even if it were so, God can't forget you. Your name is etched into the palm of his hand. And it says God won't abandon you. He's the one who called you. And he said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake Amen. you. So you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. And the last point is God is not punishing you. He's preparing you. But our first cry should always be a repentant cry. As you lay yourself on the altar before God and you say, Lord, what can I change? What in my life do I need to bring to you? Because God is more interested in your character to build your character so that you can do what it is he's called you to do. So let's go back to Jonah. Mm. So Jonah has been swallowed by the whales. Some publications or Bible translations say by a great fish. But I was brought up that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. But then I must also say if the Bible said that the whale swal swallowed Jonah, I would probably have still gone with that. But now he's in the esophagus of that big whale and sliding down and into the stomach of this massive whale. And now try and sort of see the picture. He's landed head first into the belly of the whale and it's just fish guts and eyeballs and fins and jellyfish tentacles and maybe a shark or two. <laughs> it's not pretty down it's not there. It's pretty down and stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and it reeks. And he's gone head down, head first into this mess. And so he's sitting in stomach acids, at least up to his waist, all this thick yellow stomach acids, and he's a dark Hebrew man, so these stomach acids must be eating away at his flesh and leaving white spots all over him. The Bible says that his head was covered with seaweed. So you can see the picture. I mean, it's sad looking. He's in a bad space. He is not in a good place. And what does Jonah do? He starts repenting before the Lord, and he cries out to God, and he talks about the greatness of God and the goodness of God. And we have to, as Christians, realize that God is a good God. He is a God who will not just destroy. And he's got a plan for our life. And Jonah even said, I'm going to give you a song of thanksgiving for God is my salvation. And the Lord commanded that the whale vomit Jonah on dry land. Mm. Now that makes another great picture. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blob of vomit. <laughs> and it's Jonah mm. covered in seaweed, smelling, his skin's all eaten away. Not a pretty mm, this picture. This comes from being disobedient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then the word of the Lord comes to Jonah again for a second time. And he says, Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim the message I give you. 
And this time, Jonah didn't even call a friend. He left straight away and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was so big, it actually says it took a three-day journey to get through Nineveh. So it was massive. By the time he got through day one, the Lord had given him the message and he started proclaiming, 40 days and Nineveh will be destroyed. God is going to destroy you for all your sin and for everything that you're doing. You guys are sinners. Nineveh is going to be destroyed 40 days. And immediately the Ninevites believed him. And so they repented. They repented there. They started crying out to God. They ripped their clothes off and put on sackcloth and ash and went on a fast. And the king heard this ripped off his kingly robes, also sackcloth and ash, and he made a decree saying, no man and no beast will eat or drink. We will cry out before God and repent from our evil ways and violence. And who knows, maybe God will yet have compassion on us. And when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil, He had compassion and did not bring the destruction he had threatened. For God is a gracious and a compassionate God. He's slow to anger, abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. So there you can see that repentance is what was necessary. So now I want to share with you, you need to know who God is. Faith, everybody has a measure of faith. The Bible says in in Romans 12, 3, that every man has a measure of faith. Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we can grow in faith. And the only way that that's going to happen is through reading the word. We need to get the word into us. Amen. So Genesis 18, verse 14 said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And the answer has to be no. Jeremiah thirty-two twenty-seven says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too difficult for me? And the answer has to be no. 2 Kings 3 verse 18 says, This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. God mm. can do anything. He can change if your marriage is broken, if you can trust in him, find a scripture to hold on to, God can raise that marriage back to life. It says in Romans 4.11, God gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not as though they were. Mm -hmm. There's nothing God cannot do. So hope is so vital in this time. Three things are eternal, and that's faith, hope, and love, of which the greatest is love, and the other two work with love. So we need to hold fast to hope. Hebrews 6.17 says, It is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul. Now Jonah would know about anchors because he was in Joppa, remember, and that was a, a town where There was sea and there were boats. So if you've ever gone down to a port and seen what the anchors look like, they're massive Mm. and they're on links and these links are so heavy you can't even pick up a link, never mind the anchor. 
And when a ship lets down that anchor, it has to let it down with an engine. It is so big. Mm. But that anchor has to reach the bottom of the ocean. The anchor has to be anchored. An anchor that's just drifting in the sea actually means nothing and a boat will drift. So that anchor must be let down right down to the bottom and be anchored to the ground. So we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus Christ has gone ahead for us as our high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Romans 9.12 says that not by the blood of bulls and goats, God actually, Jesus took his own blood up to heaven and placed that blood on the mercy seat. So our hope is anchored to Jesus Christ. Now, you know that song, my hope is in you, Lord, my hope. Now, I'm not a singer, but you get the picture. (laughs) You get the picture. So we are anchored in Christ. That is where our hope is. And Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, Mm -hmm. for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. He's not going to let you go. Hebrews 10.35 says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive all that he has promised Friends, I just want to tell you, you are beautiful and precious and valuable to God. You are the apple of Father God's eye. And you can start rejoicing because God is going to come through for you. Hebrews 13 verse 15 says, Through Jesus Christ, let us bring to him the offer of thanksgiving, the fruit of our lips. And that's what we need to do is keep giving God praise and worship Amen. and thanking him because you are not going to stay in that pit. God is going to deliver you. Bless you. Amen. And we are going to continue with Audrey straight after this. We're needing to take a quick commercial break and a song and we will be with you right away. Good afternoon and thank you for being with us this afternoon. Was that not an encouragement? And we have Audrey Olafir and she is the pastor of the God kind of love ministries and she counsels and she meets with women and we need to know that she's written this amazing book called Warrior Woman. Um, it's devo- uh, devotionals, uh, daily devotionals and please, she is going to listen carefully how she shares about this book. It is really revolutionary. Hi ladies. I just want to tell you this devotional is quite unique in that it's a one-page devotional and opposite we have a beautiful full-color painting by prophetic artist Ilza Klein. And so this book is actually such a beautiful gift either for yourself or a loved one. And I'm going to tell you just briefly how I saw the book. And The book is actually a blessing to take you one step closer to all that God has in mind for you. Your life is a tapestry of events and continuous changes. From below, it looks gnarly and incomplete, even ugly as all the threads crisscross with no real pattern. Looking up from where you are sitting at Father's feet, 
All you see is a myriad of knots and hanging threads that appear to make no real sense. But God is working from his viewpoint above. And on a day, he will turn that tapestry of your life around and you will see the completed picture and understand that your loving father only had the very best in mind for you. When you see the completed picture in all its beauty and intricate patterns, a masterpiece, you will marvel at the work of his hands. So you can really relax and rejoice and be at peace, warrior woman of God, as you face your daily challenges. Renette, I'm actually going to share one of the devotionals out of the book, if I may. Yes, of course you may. And it's actually a kind of wilderness. It's not quite a Jonah. I didn't fall in the sea, but it's it was tough for me. So um, there's a beautiful scripture in Psalm 139, verse 1 to 2, which says, You've searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I stand. You know my thoughts and what I'm going to say. Well, as a young girl growing up in a very conservative Afrikaans family, it was continually drummed into my head, sex is bad, don't sleep around. And we never spoke about sex in the house. That was a topic which was taboo. So as a young woman, I literally entered into marriage on this premise that not really understanding what was expected of me as a woman in a marriage union. And I knew I was in trouble, but couldn't speak to anybody because I was too ashamed. Afrikaans people, way back when I was born, you don't talk about your troubles, you keep it to yourself. Hmm. I could never speak to God about my problem. That never even entered into my head. That was an even bigger no-no. So silently, I wept alone. I felt dirty every time I slept with my husband, and I knew that this feeling and the way I felt was wrong. But God in his goodness made a way for me. Even before they call, I will answer, says the Lord, in Isaiah 65 verse 24. And the answer came in quite a surprising way. God made me naked before him. It's difficult to explain, but I imagine that's how Adam and Eve experienced it. I felt like I couldn't hide. Mm. I just instinctively knew I was naked before my creator. And as hard as I tried to cover myself and hide, it just didn't work for me. And as we had read in Jeremiah 23 verse 24, can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. God could see me. And if I'd cried before, well, now it was even worse. I cried for a week straight and I was beside myself. But God lovingly showed me there was nothing I could hide from him. He knew my thoughts and everything about me and he wanted to set me free. And as soon as God made it clear to me, it was instant. I was delivered instantly and understood I could speak to him about anything, even sex. So now God and I have a relationship where we talk about anything. Mm. So ladies, what I want to actually say to you is 
this devotional is to encourage and inspire women. And it's such a beautiful devotional, as I mentioned. And I'd like to do a giveaway, Renette, if I may. Of course, you may. And the book is also available to order on WhatsApp. And if you quickly get paper and pen, then I'll give you the WhatsApp number. How fast are you moving? (laughs) (laughs) So the WhatsApp number is 079-047-5987. I'll repeat it. 079-047-5987. Or you can email me on Willifeer Audrey, spelled O-L-I-V-I-E-R, and Audrey is A-D-R-I, and then the number 85 at gmail.com. And ladies, to help you, I'm going to share with you how you can remember my name. I sign my name with a capital A and a number three, and then capital O, I, L, and the number four. So it says A3, oil, four. Now, if you read that, (laughs) (laughs) if you read that in Afrikaans, it says Adri, Oli, Fir. Very good. So you'll never forget that. Look me up on Facebook. And ladies, I'm going to make available... How many books should we give? That's sure giving. Okay. Should we give two or three books? Is that, <laughs> that good? That would be fine. And then what I'll do is I'll actually drop it off here with you, Renette. And um, we can then let you know who the actual ladies are, the winners are. And or do you want to give your number for that giveaway? Yes, no, we will I will share the, our WhatsApp number. Our WhatsApp okay. number is 081-729-1657 or you can SMS us on 37988 or you can telegram us on 08729-1657. And I think if you can just WhatsApp the first three ladies that or, you know, people that makes no difference, even men can yeah. be listening to our program right now. Yeah. Um, and can really uh, just WhatsApp or telegram us or SMS us and then the first three entrants can't if they mention the name of the book and the book's name is Warrior Woman of God Devotional yes so please put that in your uh, uh, in your answer and then we will get back to you as soon as possible perfect and yes, uh, Audrey, thank you so much for sharing that with us this afternoon. You know, we have really been in such a difficult time and we need to know that God is open to listen to us no matter what. You know, we can be, he's so intimate and personal with each and every one of us. It doesn't matter what we're struggling with and what our needs are and what our asks are and our wants are and we can still be just be honest and truthful if there's anybody that we can trust with our own lives or our family's lives or our pasts we need to get used to our past we have so many regrets and things that we've done and yet we can come to him and just Come to him, repent, and he redeems us. Amen. He is the one that we can put our crown at his feet, and we can know that he loves us just the way he designed us. So I just want to encourage you. We're going to continue with uh, you know the balance of this uh, you know meeting and uh, the, the session straight after listening. We need to listen to a lovely song that we've got coming up. So be expectant and. 
We will join you straight after this. Good afternoon, family and friends, and weren't you encouraged by that word? This is the God that we serve, and praise the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Audrey. Um, Really been a pleasure and such a privilege. And I just want to say, really, you have grown in leaps and bounds and really are able to go out and speak to women so profoundly. So, you know, we know that you do conferences and you, you know, often out and about in speaking engagements and that. I just want to encourage you ladies, if you ever need a lovely speaker, just to come and join, invite her. Uh, we have had such wonderful times under her ministry, so very blessed to be have been part of it. Um, but I want you to be encouraged now that she's going to share a little bit of a testimony. So just, I know you said a bit because your testimony is massive. But how, what was your journey of getting saved and then to where you are now? You know, I think it's incredible, you know, of where we've been and where we are now. That's where God really shows up and shows us off. Thanks, Renette. I must be honest, I don't really want to share my whole testimony because God is busy with certain things and God hasn't quite released me on my whole testimony because it is a biggie. But hopefully one day you'll invite me back and then I can share with you my testimony. Yeah. But um, I do want to say I was a very rebellious child, which should already tell you (laughs) (laughs) that I was difficult. And um, my, my brother was, was the sweet child, the white lamb. I was the black one (laughs) and no amount of washing with the hanger or the strap (laughs) could clean me. And always a trouble at school, always standing outside the classroom pelting big blobs of toilet paper up against the wall. Just mean. I was the mean girl and and loved it. It was like the highlight of my life. And my parents were very worried about me, always praying for me, and it just wasn't working. Even though my own parents were not saved, they were praying for me. But my gran was a, a praying, Pentecostal, Bible-punching, devil-stomping, on-fire, spirit-filled granny. Mm. And she was praying for my dad, that my dad got saved, and as head of, of the family, it would change everything. But God, in his goodness, decided to save the black sheep first. <laughs> so at 17 or 18, I was invited by someone to go to church. And I didn't want to go because church wasn't my thing. But when she said to me, Audrey, they cast out demons in the church. And and you must see, they frothed the mouth. And, all, and I said, what? I'm there. But we're sitting at the back. Just in case one of these hojos jump out, I want to be in the back so they can pick the, the nice people in the front. Mm. So she said, okay. So off we go. It was actually... Um, the Christian family church, and they were still in the Sydney Eden then. And we were sitting in church, and the pastor started praying, and there was a little girl in front of me, and she was squinting the eyes. And I know that because she tried to look at me, first with the one eye and then with the other one, which was distracting 
But um, but I remember thinking, shame, that's horrible. And the pastor called up people that wanted to be healed. And this little girl went up and she came back. And when she turned around, she was looking at me. And obviously that just really affected me. And when the pastor said, who wants to give their lives to the Lord? I think my hand was up before I was up. I was up before my hand was up, one of the two, but I mm. shot up. And I accepted Jesus Christ. And and I also, I stopped smoking. I never told you that. Mm. The bane of my parents' life, smoking. I painted nudes all over the the, the walls of my room. And I did everything to irritate my parents. And I was smoking in the room. And I think they were just so disappointed at this child. Um, I was so clever, but just so black in other ways. And when the pastor prayed, I can't tell you, I just knew I'd come home. That's the only way I can describe it. I'd come home. It was what I'd waited for my whole life. And when I woke up the next morning, everything had changed. The sun was brighter. The birds were twittering. I was smiling. Life was good. I felt like a million bucks. And then all of a sudden, I had become a Bible puncher. So I walked into the kitchen and I said to my parents, you're going to hell. You have to repent. <laughs> and my poor parents didn't know what on earth. And my mom said, what's going on? And I said, no, I got saved last night. I'm going to heaven. You need to repent. You're going to hell. Then my brother would come in. You're going to hell, Butty. You need to repent. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I realized he wasn't as squeaky clean as what I thought. <laughs> and... My parents were so worried about me. Then they started praying. They thought they were praying for me before. Now they're praying and they kept saying, I've joined a sect. I'm now one of those happy, clappy, crazy people talking about Jesus from morning to night. If I came in through the front door, my brother used to leave via the back door. Nobody wanted to be around me. All I spoke was Jesus. I had learned to speak <laughs> The Jesus talk. Mm. And it was incredible. I just, I love Jesus. All I wanted to do was go to church. And my parents were having none of this. They didn't like it at all. And I just want to tell you how good God is. My grand said, she can't understand this. She prayed and asked that God save my dad first. Why did he save me? It didn't make sense. Surely if my dad was saved first, the rest of us would get saved. But through my salvation, both my parents came to the Lord. Amen. My brother went to the army, got saved, wrote so. me a long letter to say how sorry he was. He'd found the Lord in the army. He came back and baptized my parents in their swimming pool at the back. Can you believe? Wow. What so, a to me. Yeah, our whole family but that was just the start. So I'm going to share the rest with you 
when I come back because the rest is actually <laughs> yes, quite, quite terrific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we will definitely take that up. And uh, thank you so much, Audrey, for being so transparent and such such joy. Um, may the Lord just continuously use you mightily for his purposes and his plans and his kingdom. Thank and you. may you just continuously serving him, serve him so dedicatedly and so committed. So family and friends, but thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. Um, we just going to say goodbye and we need to know that you need to stay safe and look after yourself and stick to the rules, please, family and friends. This is the time that we need to be focused and and really driven for his purposes and keep your eyes on him in this time. Keep your eyes on him. That is all that we know that we can just hide under his wing in these times and that we will be safe and he will care for us in these difficult times. Do you watch your narrative, how you speak, how you think, how you behave in these times? Let the Holy Spirit govern all of that. So please, family and friends, I trust that you will be safe and that we will see you next week. Enjoy. God bless you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.